Today's episode is going to be about how to provide exceptional experience using omni-channel and unified communication platforms available. Huge adoptions within a part of the journey with a very good ROI. You know that the next, probably the next step is that they will start expanding for the uh, journey horizontally there and bringing those exceptional experiences. This is Ivan, the Chief Business Officer of InfoBip. Um, on a very tactical level, three things to consider. Mm-hmm. I do also want to add two things on a micro level, and a particular one. Ivan recently joined InfoBip as a Chief Business Officer, but he's not new to the industry. He's having a decade of experience with leading global consulting company McKinsey & Co. You have heard that name, right? He was leading that company. Where as a partner, he co-founded and co-led McKinsey's Global Technology Council and its innovation and new business building. What what do I say usually? The amount of experience that or amount of knowledge that he's going to bring onto the table is going to be immense. If you want to learn more about me, go to issuesing.com, I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H.com, issuesing.com. Go there. Learn more about me. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a message there and I will receive an email. And after receiving the email, I will try my best to give you the reply as soon as possible. If you want to learn more about business-related topics, that in-depth information, that core that you need in order to grow, scale your company, start your companies. And in the case, if you are just starting out or thinking of starting out, go to startingtoknow.com. You won't regret startingtoknow.com for in-depth information. Startingtoknow.com is the evolution of this podcast. And all became possible with your support, with your love, with your great reviews on the podcast, messages, emails. Thank you so, so much. This wouldn't have been possible without your support. Thank you so much. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Ivan to this show, to our family. Hi, Ivan. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure to have you here. To provide some context to the audience, why don't we start with what is InfoBip? So InfoBip is actually a global leader in cloud communications. Um, So, you know, in a recent like Gartner report, they created a category called CPaaS, which is communication platform as a service. Mm -hmm. And um, we are one of the three, as they call them, uh, mega providers, so meaning top tier. And in order to use that uh, or see that unified approach uh, for any any client, like if we want to give that exceptional experience to that that user, so what do you think? What is the importance nowadays of a system like InfoBip or any other uh, software solution out there for that purpose? Like for for from an industry point of view, I'm just trying to understand. Yeah. What is it. No. So this is actually a really great question, and I would like separating the two because you're asking from an industry perspective mm. and that's like I will I will answer that customer back there because there are certain trends I mean that of course got accelerated with COVID but they are continuing it's you know digitizing communication it's making it you know convenient and fast for the users and etc etc so, th- so that's one side of the coin 
Uh, I'll go deeper on both. And then the second side of the coin is actually, and that's where we are really sort of uniquely positioned is how do you connect all of these different complex routes? There are so many telco companies um, and there are so many like um, uh, uh, ways to send emails and so forth. And how do you connect that hardware with software with the applications? And we simplify that part for the enterprise by giving them um, you know, all the tools that they need that they to build customer journeys that they want. So, you know, I, I often use this analogy, you know, we just give people ingredients and they cook the soup that they like. So the soup in this case is the customer experience and customer journey that any enterprise wants to provide in lieu of the trends I mentioned, personalization, you know, digitization, convenience. And we give all of these ingredients, like, like different kind of APIs, different software tools, they can compose that kind of distinct uh, digital customer interaction or communication customer journey and customer experience using these channels. And they can build on these channels. They can add mm -hmm. their own solutions or they can work with some of our partners to upgrade certain things and so forth. So, so that's a bit kind of the importance. So we really are the essential toolkit or we are the core of the communications ecosystem that enables a digital transformation of the industries and we do it in partnership with our partners that represents that ecosystem yeah yeah so as can i say that this is a little bit similar to omni-channel marketing yeah so in principle uh, you are absolutely right there. I, I, I think you're going after use cases. There are some more and less advanced use cases, but in principle, we are the kind of the roots or the fuel or the infrastructure that enables omnichannel marketing, for example. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. in, in summary. And, but we can enable many more other things. We can enable also omnichannel customer service provision, if you see what I mean. Mm -hmm. so you can use the same tools to provide service. So for example, you have a problem, you need to talk to, I don't know, your um, uh, uh, company where you purchase something like an e-commerce company. Mm -hmm. You know, you can you can use our chatbot solution to get in touch with them via text. If you don't get this resolved, we can quickly escalate to have a call with an agent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if you need to send something back, we can enable them tools to trace this and to send you information when this was received and so forth. Mm -hmm. So we are really just like, like if you, you can take another analogy, we are powering this omnichannel, both omnichannel marketing and omnichannel customer support or other you know, use cases across customer journey. You, you mentioned like you have 30 plus products. What do you think, uh, like where is the future growing or going in yeah. what direction? Like, do you think addition of more product is going to give that exceptional experience to the customers and they will be happy to buy or give the repeat business? to that particular business from where they're getting the service. Is the addition of the product the way to go? Or do you think that customizing the approach using whatever products are available in the market is yeah. the way to go? What, where do you see the things are going? I mean, this, this is actually a fantastic question. So I think it's, it's we have already pretty big toolkit of, pro, I mean, products are mainly channels plus some, some of these software tools and orchestration tools that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. I think we are seeing enormous growth in our business year by year, um, even after COVID. So, you know, just last uh, this year, we managed like, uh, or last year to be precise, more than 200 billion 
messages went through our platform. And, you know, around Black Friday, there was like over 2 billion. So, you know, we see demand growing on a, on a consumer side. So now um, I, I think also we see different channels growing, but we're not seeing many more channels being added or many more uh, products. So I, I think like the future really is the first layer is really on, on kind of seamless combination of, of these tools that we have and, and you know, making them work together, um, interact together. I think I often talk about this looking a little bit forward. Uh, we, I, in one interview, I named this death of an app. Um, I don't literally think it's death of an app. Apps will continue uh, to exist, but it is actually our ability to, of using these channels and technology tools that we have. We also have authentication products and so forth. Ability to use these tools to replicate end-to-end -end customer experience in any channel of preference that that customer has. So take you know, business messaging or WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you could do anything from searching for, let's say a product, through selecting a product, through ordering a product and checking it out within a WhatsApp and all of that while having co conversation-like experience. So that's called like conversational commerce. It's just one example, but it's that kind of ability to replicate in a conversational style and to an experience within a given channel. I mean, that's like one of the, of the futures that we are actively working toward. And we have some cases where we're starting to actually make this real. So that, that's the other. So I think it's really one of, because you gave me two options, really kind of now recombining these channels and going, uh, connecting them in a seamless way and so going deeper. Mm -hmm. you, you just uh, touched on the point of e-commerce or conversational bots or chat bots. Uh, for this example, you touched on the point of WhatsApp. What do you think, like which sector is mostly using these solutions right now? That's actually, uh, again, you're really asking like <laughs> laser sharp questions. So, so we are seeing a, an enormous amount of growth also with our partners in the area of, at the moment, it's, it's really hot, like e-commerce and uh, marketing automation. Mm -hmm. uh, link that. So at the moment, that's like, you know, really strongly like trending. So mm -hmm. like in US, there was, I, I call it under quotation mark, resurrection of SMS with mm -hmm. companies like, um, um, you know, some of uh, some, I, I don't want to mention something that, so that the others don't get upset, but like, you know, there are companies that are doing like marketing automation through using messaging and, you know, they managed to kind of, um, you know, link their existence to certain e-commerce platforms like Shopify, BigCommerce and so forth. And you know they're like a plugin there, and then any customer of Shopify can download them to do you know conversational marketing. So they send you a promotion via SMS. You answer if you're interested, or if you're not, and they can send you something else, and they can re-engage you. So mm -hmm. that actually whole I just want to be concrete to give a bit of a flavor, but that whole Martech e-commerce it's it's pretty much trending. We expect this trend to you know uh, persist and and go into other industries, but this one is like, has a very high velocity at the moment. Mm -hmm. And is it only for the enterprise level companies or startups? Can no, also I mean like, yeah, yeah, well, everyone. So like, like I think some of these um, uh, e-commerce e e platforms that, that are being used to build for 
let's say startups or other companies to build their own uh, e-commerce solutions. Um, so these are just like B2B platforms. Um, and these have like, one of them has 250,000 customers, right? So this cannot be just mm-hmm. enterprise way. Yeah, makes sense. And what are, what are the indicators? Like, what, what do you think if I'm running a company, for example, you're saying e-commerce company is in trend and they are using these solutions mostly. So what are the indicators according to you uh, that's going to ha- tell me uh, that, okay, now now is the time that I need to bring in some kind of unified solution that, that can give that exceptional experience to the customer? Yeah. So, I mean, what you, I think, I think what you will start seeing in my view, and that's the main indicator, it's at the end going to be around um, the customer engagement and the ROI. Hmm. So in principle, the companies that are early adopters and, and apply these solutions, because we actually see some exceptional ROIs, they will first start doing that at limited parts of the customer journey. So for example, uh, conversational marketing, they'll use some SMS or other chat apps to send you a promotion, You'll click on that promotion and they will bring you back to the e-commerce. But it's in principle, they will use it at the limited part. So, you know, like, like activation, promotion, maybe conversion. And then slowly, once that actually proves that this is kind of has a good ROI and so forth, and as our tech expands, they'll, they'll start within the same flow and the same channel, expanding the journey horizontally. And what I mean by that, you know, they won't need to bring you back to their e-commerce platform. You'll be able to do what you do on e-commerce platform within a channel that, you know, they attracted you in, like, mm-hmm. like a chat app or business chat app or, or SMS and so forth. And, and, you know, you will see that. So, so when, once you see like huge adoptions with, within a part of the journey with a very good ROI, you know that the next, probably the next step is that they will start expanding for the um, journey horizontally there and bringing those exceptional experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have worked, Infobip has worked with companies like Uber, Burger King, and more, and they're still working uh, with companies of these sizes. Any, any information, any publicly available information that you can share, like anything, any interesting insight or anything that, Infobip or you learned from these kind of case studies or customers? No, I mean, look, there are many because we really like uh, one of the tech um, journals wrote, this is probably the biggest company you've never heard of Mm. uh, because uh, they, uh, together with us, they estimated that we roughly touched around 5 billion people with our communications, but because we are very kind of in the background and we like to be there, you know, it's, it's actually our customers that people know, but they, they are using in the backend our solutions because we are kind of the only, let's say, truly global company with connections all around the world and even offices there. Mm-hmm. So having, having said that, we work with many companies on many continents. And I mean, you know, there's so many insights or examples I can share. I think I was just very excited with the recent case that we did with uh, Meta, that is WhatsApp, Dior, uh, where we actually started um, implementing uh, uh, the vision that I was talking about around conversational commerce and bringing experience in a channel where the customer is. That was done with the global influencer, um, uh, Yisu, 
And, you know, she invited people to join Dior's um, WhatsApp group um, uh, using her Instagram. And then as, as people joined WhatsApp group, it, it really engaged them into kind of two-way communication and started educating them about Dior cosmetic products and trying to invite them to use it more. So that that's one example that I had. But like, you know, having said that, um, just because you are interested also into insights, not just interesting example. <laughs> I think there are a couple of things. So, so you know, the, the, the channel preferences will be very different around the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in some people like SMS, in others, geographies, they like chat apps. In third geographies, people like to call. So you need to have voice solutions. And if you're a global company or you want to expand globally, you will need to, you know, know these things and you will need to tailor your experiences to preferences of the people in the local markets. So, that, so that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I would say it's not the most um, exciting one, but it is actually very important. Uh, you know, following that expansion, uh, you need to really take care about compliance and we like uh, productionize compliance within our APIs. You know, in some countries, there is a time uh, within time window within which you are allowed to deliver message that's sent to a customer. And after that, you're not compliant. So, you know, you need to have certain kind of ways to set that up and not worry. So I think, I think that's the kind of number two, you mm-hmm. know, you will need to really kind of understand nuances of what's allowed in the local context or not. Mm-hmm. And I think the third one that we also hear in U.S., it's really the capacity, right? I mean, you get surprised how many companies are asking them, what's your, asking us, what's your maximal capacity? You know, people really want, um, uh, people are, are touching with these channels more and more consumers or customers, and they want impeccable service to them because, you know, every um, uh, fail has a risk for their reputation and, and the experience that they want to provide to their customers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not only like understanding local um, uh, uh, preferences and understanding nuances of doing business locally, but also sort of having a partner that can uh, provide you like top class experience in every of these geographies and in a simple way mm-hmm. will be crucial also for enterprises and businesses uh, to go into uh, right into this, this future. And then, and then the, the fourth one, which with which I'm going to conclude, it's really you need to be customer centric. So the, the case example um, that I gave at the beginning of giving this answer, it was all like co-created between uh, end customers, you know, customer experience consultants that we have, and our our partners in this project. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's the best way that it sticks once it comes customer back, and you really use technology. Um, you know, to tailor to people uh, uh, or people's needs. But that's kind of a common knowledge, but I think it was important for me to make that point because sometimes we know all of that, but we still kind of have a solution and we are finding a problem. Mm-hmm. That's why I also like our stack because it's so flexible that we can kind of adjust it to the need that we need to solve. Yeah, great insights there. Like I, I learned that like your company is kind of a backbone to other big companies like like the one you mentioned, Dior. And I, I really like how they are approaching or how they're using uh, the solution, same solution that you might be providing to other companies, but they twist it in a way now to bring in to bring in more revenue. They use the influencer marketing one 
and in addition to that, they are driving traffic from that influencer to the WhatsApp group so that communication can start and like the commerce can happen over WhatsApp. Yeah. I really like the fact. And you touched on the point of consultants in the end and better implementation. What things should a company consider before thinking of taking the initiative to bring in these solutions, these unified solutions? Uh, like beyond money, like beyond money that will be spent. Now I know the triggers. I know like if these are the things that I want to happen with my company, I want to grow. I want to give that exceptional experience. I need these solutions. But is there anything that we sh- or I should consider in this case, because I started with my example uh, before taking that step, right? Like this is the time to go for it. Like, is there anything, any caution, point of cautions, like, if I'm going through any critical journey within within my business, I should not take this step or anything like that because this is a massive change. This is going to change the whole game uh, inside my company, how we are communicating uh, with the customers. This is going to touch in many areas of the business. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, I, I like often to quote uh, uh, Herbert Simon, because we're in communication world. Uh, and, you know, you, you remember, and many of your um, listeners know when he said, you know, a wealth of information creates a poverty of attention. Mm. So, you know, today we are bombarded uh, with information from all sides about kind of gazillion topics. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's actually fighting for people's attention and, Passive channels like email, for example, that you send work and we have email in our portfolio, but they work to an extent. So, you know, if, if I would think to consider, I would just say two things. So one is if, you know, for you sort of email is working, you are important part of the customer journey and, you know, they need to pay attention on you. I don't know if it's so critical for you to, to try these new things. It's good to innovate and test. But actually, in many of these industries, like we talked about retail, e-commerce, etc., I think you know that there there is really like a wealth of information. Everybody trying to catch your attention. Mm-hmm. So actually, these tools that have much higher engagement, um, that are interesting, that are fun, and that are actually convenient, I think that's that's actually like a great opportunity to interject into customer journey. So you know the needs, you know everything, but actually, you know, there are many others bidding for that need to be satisfied. So how do you differentiate? And, you know, so that that's that's like one really kind of thinking that, like, are, is this, let's say, new solution going to really kind of hit that point um, and, and grab attention and drive engagement? And we've seen an enormous success of kind of two-way communication especially in these kind of, um, at the moment, conversational commerce use cases, but there'll be more in the future in other industries because they just really drive engagement. So, so that's number one. And number two is, is really kind of people are still very much driven by convenience. You know, if I need to install another app or, um, um, you know, I, I, I need to remember a password and, and God knows what, right? If I can replicate like same experience like in like in my app or same experience for onboarding like I would do in an app in another channel, that's also a huge, let's say, opportunity. So I think that would be the second thing 
to consider. And I think I, I always believe still in the third thing. And I even tell to our clients, clients of Infobit, hey, let's, let's do something together just to pilot and just show the numbers, show the ROI, give you this confidence. So I like this kind of, and this is again, for many known to, to many people, but we often forget it. You know, th this kind of um, um, a trial and error, you can also do it here. You can do A-B tests, you can do different, you know, channels, you can do different messages, you can even, you know, do it hyper-personalized. I think, I think those are kind of, um, on a very tactical level, three things to consider. Mm -hmm. I do also want to add two things on a micro level, and in particular one, uh, people shouldn't forget that next year, there is a macro trend that some of the data that we used to have from third parties like cookies might be gone. So we are moving to first party data. And that actually might be very strategic for many companies. You know, so, so uh, why I'm mentioning this in our stack, we have something like customer data profile and, you know, we can store all the interactions and that can have a memory. And so if the, our customer shows up in the next channel, we, we could kind of have already that information. If, if the data around customers is your strategic asset, it's probably time to start thinking about some of these, these new channels because of this trend that's coming because you won't be able to procure that data as easily as you are today in the future. So you need to be, start building your own kind of customer 360s if you already don't have. So maybe like few, I could list the longer list, but I think this 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 gives like a little bit enough flavor, one kind of overarching with the data point and then some more tactical. What I was asking in terms of caution, and this is a point of caution, you just mentioned like the data policies are coming into play next year uh, where the third party collection of third party data is going to become even harder. Uh, so this is going to be the best opportunity to start collecting our own data sets for the customers, our own customers. Any any final thoughts that you would like to share with the founder, the entrepreneur who's listening to this episode right now? Yeah, no, I I, I think really, I, I mean, um, I'm actually excited about the future of something that internally we call like total experience. So imagine that your customer shows up in one channel and they want to interact with with, with your business or your platform. And then they show up in another channel. And imagine if you could literally replicate the same experience in these different channels and that every interaction that they have with your company or your platform is stored somewhere. So when they show up in the next channel, it's like continuing conversation with the person. I think with the tools we have, that future is possible. So I think I urge people not necessarily to think about the platform or the company as like sort of an app or a place, but more as an asset of your offering and the data and to think about these channels as, as a tentacle of this, of this hub that people are creating with their business. And these tech tentacles can, can you know, provide to customers exceptional experiences and they should all be somehow seamlessly connected. And when, and you know, similar like you when you when you when you kind of show up in a in a bank and they send you to another clerk you don't want to repeat your story why would we change in a digital world we should have this memory and you know whichever channel we use to interact it should feel like continuation of private previous dialogue with that mindset that i just gave i think the founders are posed to exceptional experiences and the more that they can put their creativity to, to think about that i 
I can tell you we have the tools even today that would enable that. Um, and over time, you will see growth in that sort of um, um, uh, experience building um, exercises of, of different companies. Yeah, I love the total experience uh, terminology that you touched there and that you that you mentioned there. Like one experience in all the platforms where the customer will be going, it's going to be mind blowing if 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 it can be possible. If it is possible, like it's 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 amazing, because um, according to my experience right now, I think there are still some limitations. Um, not all the like what what I can see or feel and view on SMS messages. is not the same as i can yeah. see or uh, basically view or experience the things in whatsapp or email like it's right. it changes with the platform i absolutely agree and i don't want to challenge that i just say we have technical tools to solve some of these True. i mean even like with texting you know telco companies could implement this um, rcs and so forth so technically it's possible it Yeah, but as you know, you know, you did many of these podcasts and talk with tech leaders. You know, mm-hmm. it's not always technically possible. It's you know business applicable, but I think the time will come when we will have for sure close to what I'm talking about. For sure, for sure, hundred percent. Where can we learn more about you and your business if someone wants to get in touch? I think I think you know um, it, it's kind of uh, uh, three simple things. Uh, for me personally, it's easier easiest to uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. I usually accept uh, everyone's connections and happy to engage in dialogue. Infobip also has um, its own both both like LinkedIn uh, and Twitter page, and then um, you know our website infobip.com. Um, those would be kind of the easiest entry points, let's say. But if you really want conversational experience, hit me or any of my colleagues through LinkedIn. Awesome, awesome! I'm gonna experience myself as well. <laughs> so, right. thank you so much, Ivan, for coming to the pod. This really means a lot. It was pleasure, and thanks you, thank you for having me. Um, great to talk to you.